0: God, I know you told me to do something, but everything around me does not look like my scenario. And I learned a lot about God blessing other people like doesn't affect him blessing you. Um, And I say that because even I remember when I was working there, um, we were gonna sign like a different um, female artist. And I remember it was my job assignment to go find a female artist for us to sign. And so everything in you would tell you, oh, this is not going to work out. This is not meant for you. Like, just give up. But I was like, I know God told me to rap.
1: Grammy nominee Reach Records' first female recording artist, first Christian rap artist signed to a hip-hop label, ever in 17.6 million streams last year on Spotify, we have the honor of having the infamous female Christian rapper Wanda on with us today. I pray this blesses you, friend. I believe God put a specific light in your heart for a purpose for you to shine it into this world in a way that nobody else can. A light that is unique as the print on your finger. And our job is to take that light and go love people with it in this world. Everywhere you go, you have a ministry. You don't just have to be a preacher to have a ministry. Your light is your ministry. It's how you shine it at your job, at your family, at the dinner table with your friends, at the movies, at the park, at your apartment. Everywhere you go, you are made to shine your light. Do it. Be it. Love people. Be kind. Honor them. Honor yourself. This is made to shine. Welcome back to another episode of the Made to Shine show. As you just heard in that introduction, boy, oh boy, are we in for a treat today. We have someone who I was joking with her beforehand. I have been just like nonstop watching her videos, listening to her music before we hopped on. So am I fangirling a little bit right now? Absolutely. Um, But we have the beautiful Wande with us on today. Wanda, thank thank you. Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I it's so funny because we were talking before and I had no idea that you had lived or you live sometimes in Atlanta and you're yeah Yeah. that's just so cool and um something I selfishly love so much about this show is I get to connect with people and I'm always shocked like wait you're not that far from me (laughs) I mean this is just so crazy but all that to say You know, as we were talking about before this, the mission of Made to Shine is to remind people they have a light to shine in every space that God trusts them with. It's not just for preachers and pastors. Like, your ministry is the way you live your life. And one day, I mean, I first heard about you because someone sent me um, your song, "Bust Up. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) oh girl this okay i'm blessed right now listening to this song but um but truly what i've seen since because someone can have a good voice and a talent but the character to hold that that's what i've watched and that's what inspired me to reach out to you because you shine a light whether that's i mean i know you're you're a wife you're a daughter yes you're a rapper yes you're a social media rock star. But in all you do, you just have this beautiful spirit about you. And so I'm excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ah, So you don't know this, or maybe you do, I'm not sure. But basically how we like to kick off every single Made to Shine episode is what is your favorite quote and why?
0: So my favorite quote is actually a quote that says like, it goes, it's kind of long, but I'll like paraphrase. So it goes like- I love a long quote. Yeah, like, do I remember it though? I don't know, but so it goes, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness. That's something like talking about like our light needs to shine. And by letting our light shine, we actually give people permission to do the same. Um, So yeah, I really love that quote because I feel like for some people, it's not that you're afraid of big things. It's you're afraid that like, oh, maybe God is calling me to do some big things. And the light inside of you almost scares you that like, oh God, like what, what if, what if, or what if this happens and God's like, just go, I'm gonna be there with you. And it's like, oh, but what if? And so I love that quote because it just a reminder of you being who God called you to be is actually going to instill confidence in other people to go out and do what God has called them to do as well and be an encouragement everywhere you go. That is so on brand for this
1: podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love that. And I love that too, because I think, I don't know if you've ever struggled with this. I, my entire life, I was talking about this with someone yesterday. It's like being seen, letting Mm -hmm. myself be seen and be different. That's been really hard. Like that doesn't come naturally to me. You know what I mean? And so I'm curious, like you, you live a very public life is letting yourself be seen. Was that something that naturally came to you or that you had to be really intentional about as you continue to be more and more in the spotlight?
0: Oh, no. Yeah. That was definitely a very intentional thing. Um, I actually, it actually stems back to high school. I remember in high school, I had a dance class and I know that I can dance. But for some reason, in dance class, I would never dance full out. And, like, it was, like, a mental thing where I was, like, oh, I don't want people to look at me. And, like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense because, like, uh, that's the point. Like, you need to dance and, like, people want to see the dance. But yeah. I was, like, oh, like, uh, I don't know. And one day, um, one of the upperclassmen leaders, she was, like, hey, Wandy, I know you can dance. Like, why don't you ever, you know, do it mm-hmm. to your fullest capacity? And I was, like, oh, like, I get uh, afraid of people looking at me and like I don't want them to think like I'm trying too hard or blah 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 and she was like no like you know people came to see a show like give them a show or like you know people want to see you shine like you yeah. being timid is doing a disservice to your abilities and to like the overall group and so yeah I think for me I had to like just kind of get over that thing of like who cares if people are looking at you like that doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. like you just need to be yourself and be who God has called you to be and um yeah you're going to actually help more people by doing what you're called to do versus shrinking and like there's even testimonies in the bible like the parable of the talents like there was one person in the parable of the talents where they had one and the master came back and they're like what did you do and then they were like oh well i didn't want to mess anything up so i hid everything and the master actually says you're wicked like you could have at least done something while i was gone and like you know by you hiding it like you you basically prevented any type of growth Mm-hmm. Um, at all and so I think I learned a lot from like even that parable of like sometimes you think that you're just kind of it's not gonna affect anybody else it's just about me it's just a me thing of mm-hmm. me being shy or whatever but God has shown me like no that's almost selfish because God could have done so God could have done so much through your life but because you're so afraid to shine your light you didn't even realize how many people could have been affected by you being who you call who he called you to be
1: So good. And when you when you talk through that, I even think, too, like what you're doing is is on a massive scale, like you're impacting millions of people. Right. And I think about, though, even, um, for example, there's an author I love that writes about this janitor that changed his life. It was this janitor in the South African airport Mm -hmm. and this janitor cleaned that bathroom. It was his bathroom. And he Mm -hmm. was. It was like the the most amazing thing he could possibly be doing with his life. That's how he acted. And it's, it's yeah. like he took full responsibility and he let his light shine. Like, this is my bathroom. How can I serve you? And, yeah. and how, this author is talking about how him taking responsibility over that and letting his light shine. And that inspired this author to go write another book. And I think about you and your singing, you know, You think you're inspiring people to do what you do, but really you're inspiring them to do what God put on their heart to do. Like when I was looking at your videos and you were living into your talent, into your light, I was inspired to go continue to work harder on this podcast preparation or go work on my writing, right? It's like when you live into your gift, you inspire other people not to copy you, but to go live into what God was calling them to do. Yeah. So you think about the cost of not living in that, How many gifts are going to go unexercised because you didn't have the bravery to exercise the gift God gave you. And so I love that. And and I know you talk about your music specifically. Faith is at the core of your music, which is very rare in today's day and age and world. And I love just how strong you are in that. Take us back. Which did you fall in love with first? Like Jesus and your faith or music?
0: So it was definitely Jesus. I had no plans of being an artist at all. Um, I literally thought my life was going to be like, Oh, I'm going to just help other people in their ministries and it's going to be fun. Um, literally. And I was, I was okay with that. I was like, it's going to be lit. Um, and two years into me being saved, um, I had a biology class and my teacher said, Oh, if you want, you can do a rapping option. And I chose it. And like, literally people were like, amazed and they were like oh my goodness like you're really good at this and like I just noticed I started getting a lot of attention like abnormal amounts of attention of people like crowding around me being like oh can you rap for us can you rap for us Um, and I just realized it was very powerful and I was like okay bet like since I have your attention with this rapping thing I'm gonna put Jesus into that and so you're gonna hear the gospel Um, and it was really beautiful because whenever you rap people are silent so they can hear what you're saying so basically I can share the gospel uninterrupted And so it doesn't matter, like a conversation, you might walk away. But with the rapping, like during that 30 seconds, you heard me talk about God. And so what you choose to do after that, that's on you. But you still got the opportunity to hear the word of God, like into your life. So, yeah, it was first my relationship with Jesus. Then I found that I could rap. And then God just kind of evolved it from there.
1: Oh, my. That is so cool. And i it's because I, I also think, too, like when Jesus is the center of your heart, a lot of times the vehicle he chooses for you to share him in the world looks nothing like you would have ever imagined. Like I never in a thousand years thought I'd be doing a podcast ever. But yeah. this was my vehicle and music and rap was your vehicle. Mm-hmm. and. I think what's so cool too is your relationship with the word. What you do specifically is like in your music, you are sharing the word of God through the word of music. And so talk to me about that relationship. I'm always curious, like when, with your relationship with reading the word and the Bible and, and creating content for your work, how do you kind of balance reading the word of God for your fill versus the times when you're almost reading to to make sure you're filling other people like to create to fill other people like feeding yourself versus being yeah. like feeding other people
0: yeah so i think the filling myself just kind of comes from like the everyday lifestyle mm-hmm. um i think whenever i'm reading the film my fill other people um i think that's kind of more of a like a like a reference study so like i like to use my ipad a lot so if if i'm reading for other people like, for instance, like I have um, on Instagram a chat called Slay with Wanda, um, where I encourage different women. And so whenever I want to say something in there, I'll like literally reference things that I've learned from my personal time and be like, oh, what was this Bible verse? Oh, yeah, here it is. And then I'll write it in my notes. And I'm like, oh, what was that other Bible verse? Oh, here it is. And then I'll write it in my notes and then I'll gather what I feel like God called me to encourage somebody and share it with them. And often sometimes as well, like the encouragement for other people comes from what God has encouraged me So even Slay with Wanda came from uh, almost an overflow of God encouraging me. And I was like, I don't want to keep this to myself. I want other people to learn, like, what God is teaching me, like, in real time. So literally on that chat, like, even God has been teaching me about normal life. So, like, even normal life from, like, my hair or my health, like, different things he's taught me about that, I'll share. But then also, as I read my Bible and he's teaching me different things about, like, who he says I am and stuff like that, I'll literally share what I'm currently learning in real time in the yeah. chat like as well to encourage other women who are walking through different things as well oh i
1: love that it's a teacher learns best and teacher absorbs best right so when you're <laughs> teaching um you know what Like, i even think about so once a week i do like an individual podcast episode and i get into the word and I, that's for me more than yeah. anybody because i'm like this holds me accountable to articulating out loud what God put on my heart, which means you have to think through it and synthesize it more, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure like when you're writing music, it's kind of the same effect. You know what I mean? It's like, you're having yeah. to rethink what God was telling you before. And um, I'm curious, like going back to that moment you said in biology class, which is mm-hmm. so cool. Biology class, everybody was giving you so much attention because you were so good at something. I think, People are age, there's almost this obsession around what's your gift, like what's your purpose, what are you good at? And would you say that your confirmation that that was kind of where God was calling you was more so based on all these other people saying you were really good at it? Or was there, was, was there also this internal drawing to it? Like what, what was the kind of the ratio between other people affirming it and you feeling called to it?
0: Yeah, I think it was more of me feeling called to it because even though people were like, oh, this is cool. It wasn't until um, about six months later that I felt like the true confirmation. So like I found out actually around this time that I could rap. It was like right before Christmas break. Um, And then I remember we had a summer camp for my church um, in like Dallas. And so that was in the summer. So fast forward like six months. And I remember I did a talent show. And the people around me were like, are you sure you want to do a talent show? Like, and I was like, yeah, I want to rap. And they're like, are you sure? Because, like, the people didn't know me. And they were like, this little girl, like, <laughs> what is she going to do? Um, And they're like, okay, if you want to do a rapping thing. Um, But I remember I went up there and I rapped. And I remember I saw, like, the whole room, like, explode. And that was my first encounter with something like that, of, like, you know, like, 500 kids, like, being, like, excited for the word of God. Yeah. And so I feel like in that moment, that's whenever God confirmed it to me. And it wasn't necessarily because they were, like, they being, like, oh, go one day. But it was more of God showed me, like, this is how I can move through you. Yeah. And so he, like, allowed me to see it in real time. And so I feel like it was more of God showing me, like, what is doing to people's lives that more confirmed it to me versus, like, people complimenting me. It was more of me observing, like, oh, wow, like, this is powerful of, like, people... Yeah being excited to pursue God, people being excited to rap about God, sing about God in a new way. And even in my church, um, I grew up in a traditional Nigerian church. And because of that, like a lot of the teenagers, there's like a disconnect because a lot of us are immigrants and our parents like to do things the way that they did it in Nigeria. But then you have us who are like growing up in America. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh well, we want to sing like a nor like a, a modern song, and the uh, parents are like they're like hey like that's cool. But I don't know how to sing like that, and so that's even for me, yeah. it was a way to encourage the teenagers to be on fire for God in my church. To be like okay, hey like I know like y'all aren't connecting with the music that's playing right now, but my pastor was also really encouraging, so he let me rap sometimes on Sundays um, to encourage the youth. Like I would walk down the aisles and I'd be like all right, and I'd like rap to the teenagers and like the people who normally would be sitting like this would be like they start standing up and actually be excited to like you know sing about God instead of like crossing their arms and sitting down the whole time. So that even motivated me as well to see that it could get people who are kind of like set in their ways to then be mm-hmm. open minded to pursuing God in their youth. That's so cool.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Uh that kind of goes back to I was thinking as you were talking about wow, this girl had courage to be different because you were doing something unprecedented you know what i mean i mean in, in so many facets like being a female rapper being a christian female rapper being a christian female rapper rapping in a church that was had maybe more traditional influences yeah was this and that goes back to what we said about like the courage to be seen and shining your light um When you said that was your favorite quote, is that because there were times in that journey where it was hard for you to feel confident being different? Like, I know for me, sometimes I struggle with imposter syndrome. I'm like, who am I to do this? Who am I to be weird like this or try something different? Make a podcast. Like, who am I to try to do that? yeah was were you always just from the get-go since biology class like i this is me i'm confident i know it or are there moments where you have to remind yourself that no even though i don't feel confident god gives me confidence
0: oh yeah definitely i definitely had a lean on the lord the lord gave me my confidence honestly because like literally yeah i was just like known as like the smart kid in, in school like there was no clout no coolness associated with that like so people liked me as a person But it was almost like I was a forgotten person of like, oh, yeah, that's that nice girl who's good at, you know, science and math. Um, Um, And so I feel like God, like, definitely had to, like, rebuild my boldness. I remember I had a bracelet that I used to wear in high school that said, like, obedience, because that was my biggest thing of, like, just doing what God told me to do, because I was so scared. mm -hmm. And, like, God was like, just do it. Just do it. And Mm -hmm. so God definitely helped me to be more bold and more obedient to just stepping out. But, it's definitely something he had to build up in me because like everything in me was kind of like beat down of like, Oh, that is like things like that don't happen to people like us or yeah. like, you know, that's for, you know, the popular kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think definitely God like instilled a confidence in me. I definitely transformed. If you see like the version of me freshman year of high school, when I found out I could rap versus senior year, yeah. it's a completely different person, but God definitely sent me amazing friends sent me the word of God and all of that to like instill confidence in me to be bold and be who he called me to be in spite of how people viewed me in the past. I love that you use that word build and
1: transform because that alludes to a process that's required, a journey that you have to walk with God. And it's so funny because anyone listening to this podcast knows like the past two weeks, I have been saying this time and time again, but right now the meditation of my heart is like, God, give me the courage to walk slow with you. Cause we live in such a fast world. I think it takes courage to say, God, no, like I'm going to slow down. I want you to really guide me. Where do you want me to go? Lead me. You know, Jesus never rushed. And to me that's so, cause I think we're just rushing, rushing, rushing. And I know part of your story is when, before you were signed for the label, you were working on staff at that company. Talk to us about that. Cause I think that's such a beautiful part of your journey for kids nowadays that just think they have a dream and God's going to give them the label on a silver platter. And there's not a journey. Like talk to us about that journey.
0: Yeah. I think I definitely felt like I was in my like Joseph era where I was like, God, I know you told me to do something, but everything around me does not look like my scenario. And it's like, I'm going through all these different seasons. Um, But yeah, me working at the label, I feel was like, was very needed because I learned so much about valuing people. And I learned a lot about God blessing other people, like doesn't affect him blessing you. Um, And I say that because even I remember when I was working there, um, we were gonna sign like a different um, female artist. And I remember it was my job assignment to go find a female artist for us to sign. And so everything in you would tell you, oh, this is not gonna work out. This is not meant for you, like just give up. But I was like, I know God told me to rap. So like, I have to keep being obedient to him telling me to rap, but I also still need to be responsible at my job and like respectful and still value the other, you know, daughters of God because just because God told me to rap that's still God's child as well who he's working through. And so, I remember during that season as well, like I was like, "Okay, you know, maybe God is going to work through her. Maybe that person's going to get signed, if they're going to advocate for me." I don't know. We're going to figure it out. And um yeah, it was a really cool season um just kind of working there and still doing all of that and it was interesting because I learned another lesson through that cuz that person, we were actually going to sign them. And I remember one time my supervisor gave me an assignment and he was like, oh, hey, can you help her with one of these songs? I just want her to make some corrections. And can you email her my notes? And so I emailed her my notes or from my supervisor directly. Um, And then she responded like with pride and was like, oh, I think it's amazing. Here's another person who works in the music industry and they think it's amazing. So we're not changing the song. And then my supervisor was like, "Mm, red flag, red flag. And then he was like, oh, this is awkward because Wanda, you're going to be her direct, you know, contact while she's here. So she doesn't respect you, like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, And so that ended up not working out with her. But, like, she doesn't even know it was her own kind of pride that led to her own downfall, per se. But, you know, God's still using her. So, but in that particular situation. um, Yeah. So I think I learned a lot of lessons from the background perspective of just knowing, like, hey. As you go, don't be prideful. Realize other people are trying to help you. As you go, realize that he can still bless other people, but he's still going to work in your life. And mm-hmm. as I continue to go there, value all the staff members who are working every day as well to help advance like your career and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh.
1: You, you touched on something, I think, that is so deeply um Such a challenge for a lot of people nowadays. And it doesn't matter if you're 18 to 26, you could be 62 when you're struggling with this. I think it's just a human nature challenge, which is watching someone else get the answer to the thing you've been praying for. And almost thinking like, God, are my prayers not being received? Like do I have the wrong address on file? No. <laughs> and I just think about um like we were talking prior to this. I, my last devotional came out on Sunday about singleness and like being single in your mid 20s because I think a lot of women struggle with that and one of the devotions is on like when you see everyone else get married mm-hmm. and you haven't even found a person that you want to date more than two dates with. You know what I mean? And yeah. like watching god bless someone else in the way you've been praying for and i think about the 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 guy who's working a marketing job who just watched his best friend get the promotion he wants or the couple that's been wanting a baby and they went to another baby shower and they're struggling with infertility like your story touches on this underlying pain i think we all go through and i'm curious like you talk, um, in one of your interviews I was listening to, you talked about the power of consistency, like just continuing to show up. And I think sometimes we're afraid to keep showing up for that thing God um, called us to because we're afraid of getting our hopes up. So in that period of waiting for God to answer your prayer of like signing the label, what did that practically look like? Like every single day, What were you telling yourself? What were you doing knowing you were a rapper yet? You didn't necessarily have the external evidence for that yet.
0: Yeah. So it looked like at my desk, I had like a little sticky note wall of different scriptures to encourage me on who God says I am. Um, And quotes. It looked like I had a coffee mug that said like the future is female. Um, It looked like, (laughs) yeah, it looked looked like um, music. So I listened to music that would encourage me mm-hmm. um, and also content. So I was on YouTube. I would listen to interviews from people who are successful, um, quote, 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 unquote, quote, successful. But um, I would listen to interviews from them as well, who um, would tell about their story of how they got to where they are. And all of them would say the same thing of like, it didn't look like it was going to happen, but I was consistent. And if you're consistent, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And they all said the same thing. And I was like, OK, they all keep saying the same thing. I'm just going to believe God and keep showing up. um but yeah and then even the bible like the bible how i talked about joseph like joseph god gave him a dream when he was young and said he's gonna do amazing things and then literally it's like god this doesn't make sense i'm in slavery or god i was obedient to you when i'm in jail (laughs) like what is going on Mm -hmm. um and so even stuff like that encouraged me of like there's even his children who we've seen in the past in the bible who Mm -hmm. are like hey god where are you but god is like i'm there i'm sorry that this is going on but i'm here like just 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 keep trusting like it's going to work out and so things like that helps encourage me or remind me like god always has a plan for our good and like as long as you hold on he's not gonna he's not gonna let his children be embarrassed and like the bible talks about like the righteous won't be forsaken so as long as you hold on he's working in a very interesting way and so i've learned God has very elaborate plans. So if things look crazy, he's just going to have an even more elaborate story for your particular walk of life.
1: So good. Everything you were talking about there kind of pointed to the power of inputs, what you're letting yourself meditate on. And I mean, I know for myself, when I'm going through a time where I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling like I don't know what's next, my gut reaction is not to reach for the Bible. It's, it's to reach for Netflix or, <laughs> you know, to reach for food that's not good for me. Like I wanna, my inputs, and and it's funny because have you ever read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry? It's a- Oh, I need to. It's so, oh, I'll send you the details after this. It's so good. But um, it talks about how the enemy can't steal God's plan for your life. So mm. what it will try to do is steal your attention. And mm. so you're so busy you're not even realizing you're going in the completely wrong direction. Mm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I'm like, yeah, when when I get so busy, I realize my input starts slipping and I'm not in the word as much. And I'm not eating foods that are good for me as much. My music, like I'm not listening to as much worship music. And what I loved about what you said is being consistent and showing up, yes, in your life, but also consistent in what you're your disciplined inputs are, what you're putting into your mind, into your heart, into your body, because what comes out is what you put in, right? And so, you know, you fed yourself with goodness. So now when you're on this platform, God trusted you with, you're feeding people goodness. And I love that. And, you know, this might just be my control freak nature, but selfishly, I'm curious your answer to this, because there is this dance between being grateful for where you are in your life and looking forward to the next thing right like looking forward to the next dream so how do you balance being in this moment and appreciating what God's already done and where you're at but also having a hopeful spirit that the best is yet to come
0: yeah i think it's just kind of i guess going along for the ride and just being like hey god whatever you have for me i'm open to it and so um I think from that, it's just kind of like every day I'm here, I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. I, I love my life. I love everything God has, you know, allowed me to experience. And it's like, if you want to do more, I'm even more excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, look what God is doing now. And so, um, yeah, I think it's like not stressing over it. And I think even what you were talking about, like the whole not, the, the not hurrying thing. So I think if you allow yourself to remember, I don't need to hurry. And let me just serve who's here now. Let me appreciate the people I'm around now it allows you just to be grateful for that season. And then as the next season approaches, you're like, oh, this is amazing too. And then at least I had those memories of those amazing times. And then now I'm moving into a new season of even more amazing times. Mm-hmm. That's so being present. Um, That's so good.
1: I, other than when I'm like truly in prayer or I feel like being present is so hard for me sometimes. You know, it's like my mind is on what's next or ruminating on something silly that I said that maybe I shouldn't have said like 30 <laughs> minutes before. Is that, does that come naturally
0: to you or is being present, is that something that you also had to work on? Oh, I definitely have to work on it. Like, especially because social media has like shrunk yeah. in my attention span. I've been trying to take breaks all from- of us. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to take breaks from my phone to even reset my mind, honestly. But, Yeah, it's not easy. So I've been like, intentionally, especially over this Christmas break, like working on being present in the home with my husband, everything and like minimizing being present everywhere else, you know, or being so distracted on my phone that I'm like, Oh, there's a person right here who wants to like do life with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's not easy. But I think it's something that you just try to remind yourself every day and take baby steps. And as you take baby steps, you just eventually become that person who's like always present and stuff like that.
1: Totally. And baby steps. I think that's key. I think people think, okay, I'm gonna try to be more present. I'm gonna meditate for six hours each day. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Let's try the six minutes. Let's try six seconds, truly. I think it says our attention span is like less than five seconds now, which is frightening. Um, all that to say, you mentioned social media, and I did want to ask you this because we got a lot of young people on the podcast and I, I love social media, but it gets a bad rep. And, but I see people like you who are using it in such a beautiful way to get the word of God out, to get the message of the Bible out. Talk to me about your relationship with social media and the ways you see it being so beautiful that maybe a lot of people um, take for granted or don't realize.
0: Yeah, so one way that it's beautiful is like literally you can get the gospel out to millions of people like, or you can encourage people around the world who you may have normally not been able to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one way in which it's beautiful. Um, just even this week I created a playlist. I felt like God was telling me to encourage people who are going through like sadness Mm -hmm. and yeah, I was able to even find the app to couple with my social media that way I can directly respond to people immediately. Um, and so I was able to, um, Basically create that playlist and say, hey, if you feel like you're in your sad girl era, but you're leaning on Jesus, here's a playlist that can encourage you. And thousands of people actually responded in the comments that they needed it, which also made me be like, I'm going to pray for y'all because that's sad. Um, But yeah, it was a blessing that with the social media, like so many people have responded like, oh, thank you so much for this playlist. It's encouraged me a lot in my walk with God. Like, or some people have like, oh, I n- haven't normally wanted to lean on God, but like this playlist has encouraged me to like not lean into my sadness, but to lean on God. Um, and yeah, the added tool has helped me not be absorbed with social media so much of mm-hmm. like kind of people please, but still serve God's children by sending them the, the link directly of like, hey, here's the link, here's the link. Um, and then whenever I have my designated time for social media, I can go back and look at the replies and respond to certain people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I love that, and I'm curious
1: too, like because you do have such an amazing platform, and you're using it for such good. How has social media influenced or impacted your like sp- spiritual life and the boundaries you've had to set with it in order to maintain
0: that healthy spiritual relationship? Yeah, I think it's impacted my spiritual life in terms of, I think. I have a, sen- a sense of privacy per se, like there's certain things I don't respond to. There's certain things I don't even want to be exposed to cause like it can affect you. So I think there's certain times where certain things are post and go and I don't look at the comments, but I'm just being obedient to what God told me to put out into the world. Um, I think there's other times though, where it's um, affected me in a good way to where I see how many of his children like are needing something like that playlist, for instance. I'm like, oh, there's thousands of people right now who are going through a sad era, and they need the hope of God. So that has given me a sense of urgency to even lean more into the Word of God. Of like, oh, how can I help encourage them even more? Like to get them out of this season. Well, ultimately, God will get them out, but how can I encourage them and walk alongside them as they're going through the season? Um, and so yeah, I think it's even just uh, increased my heart for people ultimately and just been like oh I got like I really want to expose your people that there's more. Mhm.
1: I love that. I always say social media to me it's like a tool, right? It's like a hammer. A hammer can build a house or it can stub a toe. It's how you use it. Like money. Money can do amazing things. It can also bring out the very worst in people. It's how you use that tool. And yeah. um, it's a really good tool. I think where it gets in trouble is when you begin to be the tool that it's using. And that's yeah. where you have to start setting those boundaries. And what I love about that, I was reading a quote earlier this morning about just the this thirst for authenticity, like people showing their scars. And I love how I think about Jesus, like Jesus showed his scars. He's the son of God. He got popped out of that grave, pristine, looking like Thor. I mean, but he didn't. He had scars on his body. And what I love about your platform and your music is is you're you're not portraying this perfect. I'm amazing. I have no faults. Life is not hard for me. Everything's great. Image like you share your scars, and you couple it with the love of God and the redemption of God. And so I'm curious, like for people tuning into your music or going to your social media accounts, what is your hope for the feeling that they have when they're listening, when they're on those accounts and when they they get off?
0: Yeah, I hope that they realize that they're loved, um, that God is there for them. Um, For a lot of people who don't know God, I hope that they're encouraged to be like, oh, maybe I do want to explore a relationship with God. And I, I hope that they're able to find tools through my music or through the devotional of just different things that they can start adding into their life to, you know, help them be able to begin this walk with God.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, Wanda, you're amazing. I got two more questions for you because <laughs> I know we have a younger audience, so we try to keep these episodes less than 40 minutes. Um, but lastly, I just want to know, like right now, with what you're seeing, with the feedback you get from communities, from people you interact with, what is, I guess, the one message on your heart? that you feel like from the patterns of feedback or comments you're getting that you just would like to share with anyone that's in the age bracket of 18 to 25?
0: Yeah, I think I want to let them know that you're loved and that, you know, you have a, you have a hope and you have a future, um, that you can experience through Jesus. I think a lot of times people may want to tell you that you're insignificant or that you're nothing or, Hey, this is just how our family is. But I want to encourage them that you can be that change. You can be that one to step out and change your family history. And yeah, God truly loves you. And there's amazing things that he can do through your life and he can restore you. And even if you feel like you failed or even if you did fail and you made yeah. some mistakes, God can redeem your whole story um, if you lean on him.
1: That's so good. And I wish people would rewind and listen to that again, because I think sometimes we're like, yeah, we know God loves us. We know, but but actually, and someone once said the root of all addiction is this false belief that I'm unloved and I'm unlovable. And you think about all the addictions that plague us nowadays, not just sex, drugs and alcohol, but social media, addicted to what other people think of us, addicted Mm -hmm. to fear, addicted to gossip and judgment or, or like constantly worry, worrying about our finances. At the root of that is that I'm unloved and unlovable. And so to think that you have a God that loves you, that drowns out that voice in your head, that's going to try to get you to go to that temptation. And so I love that because it's, it's the most beautiful and necessary reminder of this day and age i feel like we just need to be reminded that we're loved and um you do that girl with all you're doing and i want to know where like what's next what's coming out
0: i know we got some fun things in the works so tell us about it yeah so some current things um i dropped a devotional it's called the exit devotional on the bible app so if you just search exit one day will pop-up um i'm really excited about that because yeah it just kind of shows you how to Exit your old way of thinking and just kind of enter who God is calling you to be. Um, and then also just new music on the way. My latest single is called In the Light. So, you know, step into the light for this podcast. Yes, step into the light for me to shine. (laughs) Um, So so good definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to honestly be who God called me to be. So I'm even interested to see what God's going to do. I feel like he's doing a new thing. So, you know, I'm probably going to enter my ministry era. So we're going to see, we're going to see what God is going to do. we have been preaching this whole podcast, so I wouldn't (laughs) be shocked, but truly like you are, you
1: are a light. So that's very on brand with your new music coming out. Um, but also I just want to say, thank you. I know as a creator, The end product is the tip of the iceberg. And in order to create something that's real and raw and beautiful, you have to go back and go through maybe times of pain and hardship and confusion that aren't beautiful to give other people hope. And you do that through your music and hopefully your devotional, of course, but then hopefully coming up, maybe some sermons. I don't know. Hey, you all have to come to Atlanta preach to us here. (laughs) But um, no, but truly just, just thank you for your heart and for your light. And, and thank you for being on Made to
0: Shine today and pouring into this audience. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being obedient and making this podcast. (laughs) Hey, beautiful
1: people. I hope this episode blessed you. Two quick things before you tune me out. One, if this podcast means anything to you, if you find value from it, I really am asking you to leave a review. It helps me out a ton. It also helps get this word out to anybody else. God wants it to be put on their heart. Second thing is if you're ever like me and don't have a full hour or 40 minutes to designate to a full podcast episode, I have a brand new podcast for you. It's the baby podcast of this parent podcast, Made to Shine. It's called Made to Shine Minute. It is literally 60 seconds every single morning of an idea, a nugget put on my heart, what have you. I hope it blesses you. You can find it everywhere you look for podcasts.
0: Thank you.